Hey, folks. We're back. Hello. It's more podcast. Additional podcasts happening on Complete Guide Determina. What's today? What are we doing today, Ryan? You just said what we're doing today before we started recording. Don't pretend not to know. You can just say, today we're doing da 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 It's fun when you like ask the other person or the people. It's not fun for the person who's being asked a fake question, who's being basically lied to. Uh-huh. That's right. Okay, liar. What are we doing today? Icona other stuff. Because we left a bunch of stuff behind, and we got to go back and do all that to 100% yes. the podcast. But there was so much the first time around. What did we miss? Not as much as we in actually, like other zones, but there is some stuff. Um, another, we keep on skipping after we get done talking to the giant, you know? We say, well, that's the end of the episode for whatever dungeon. But there's always a little scene after you get returned to the normal world um where the like local plot kind of gets wrapped up and um we always forget to talk about that until the episode about after that and this is no exception because i wanted to talk about how this weird vague plot line of undead people got wrapped up when you beat the stone tower temple and it's interesting because there's a cut scene where link sees like an orb of light rising out of the ground in Ikana canyon and i think there are multiple orbs showing up everywhere that are representing the restless spirits of the dead and they all kind of fly up toward a vortex in the sky and we talked about whether the weather changes here after you beat the dungeon i don't think that's the case i think the weather stays basically the same Okay, I believe you. Maybe the lighting is slightly different, but the sky is still, like, overcast and yellow. Okay. It's just the way it is. Yeah, that's how Iconic Canyon is. Um, And the implication of that cutscene is that all the undead spirits who apparently were brought to restlessness by the opening of the Stone Tower... We talked about that a little. This is meant to imply, I guess, that they can now be at rest in heaven, which is above Termina. Um, But if you actually walk around Ikana Canyon after you beat the dungeon, it's not consistent as to which spirits have actually been put to rest and are no longer haunting the canyon. Did you take take a census? Yes. Okay. A long time ago, I specifically checked Ikana Castle because that's the point where, like, the guy is actually telling you, go to Stone Tower. That's where all the problems are. You can solve the problems if you go there and, like, beat the dungeon. I uh, checked again this time just to make sure. And, yeah, nothing in Ikana Castle changes after you beat the dungeon. So all those... Everything is the same. All those dancing guys are still dancing. They're still dancing. And you can meet Igos Duikana for the first time. He gives you the same speech about how you dare to bring in the light and you can beat him again and get the same speech about how you should go to Ikana Castle. Hmm. Or how you should go to Stone Tower. Um, there's also at least one Garrow hanging around in the Ikana Castle map. 
but I can't be totally sure about this. But because I when when I was walking around, I wasn't thinking, oh, I should check for Garrows. I just wasn't noticing any Garrows. Um, Tattle wasn't bugging me about Garrows. Afterward, I realized that I should have been checking to see if Garrows were. And I went walking around some more and I was like, well, there I'm getting a trigger for a Garrow here. I'm getting a trigger for a Garrow here. So I can't be like 100% positive, but I believe that in the main map, um, after you beat the dungeon, the Garrows don't trigger anymore. Uh, Zach, you said that the Gibdos probably go away, and you're right about that. They don't. They leave the uh, Gibdo house alone, and um, Pamela's dad is fine. The Gibdo curse has been lifted without you having to play the Song of Healing in there. However, the Gibdos in the well are still down there. I kind of like that. That's just their habitat. They just they yeah. that's that's their place. They but don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. They I I like it too. It's fun they they get to stick around, but if the story is that the restless dead of Ikana Canyon have been put to rest by your being the dungeon, then like lore-wise the Gibdos should go away even well, if they're in the well. Put to rest back in their house at the bottom of the well. No, they should be dead Gibdo bodies then, lying on the floor next to each door. I can see why they wouldn't want to do that, though. Well, I'm about to reach a conclusion. I know exactly why they didn't do that. Uh, But I'll present some more evidence first. The spring where Sharp the Ghost is, for you to play the Song of Storms, that, uh, after you beat the dungeon, not having done anything with Sharp before you enter the dungeon, um is just like a boring, empty cave. Sharp is not there. You can, if you play the Song of Storms, it doesn't fill up the spring and start uh, turning the stream on and activating the uh, music box house. Nothing, nothing happens. In the graveyard, though, everything is this, the same as it was before. Um... Captain Kita is still under the bridge, and the stall children are all hanging out doing their normal thing. And I don't think it was a concern. Now I've moved past presenting my evidence. I'm now about to analyze the Mm -hmm. evidence. I don't think it was a concern for the designers that, um, like, well, we want... X, Y, and Z to all still be accessible after you beat the dungeon. I think that they're totally okay with situations where after you beat the dungeon, now you can no longer do stuff in that area. Certain things like the getting the Dongaro mask in Snowhead. If you beat the dungeon, then that Goron is just gone. Mm. You have to restart time. And that's a minor inconvenience. It's built into the style of the game. Um, so I don't think that's what's going on here. That I don't think that factored into the decisions of what to turn off or turn on. Although um, the one of the mini games we'll talk about today, clearly they decided on purpose to let it still be accessible after you beat the dungeon. I think what's going on is they took the time to make a 
post-dungeon version of the main canyon map and a post-dungeon version of the spring and certain changes. I think it's technically a, a separate version of inside the music box house. And they just didn't bother with post-dungeon versions of any of the other maps. And that's why it's inconsistent about what Garrows are still around, because it just depends on what map they're on. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that we could try and draw conclusions about the nature of which spirits are permanent residents of Ikana and which ones are temporary, but... Those conclusions might be faulty from the start. Yeah. I would like to believe that the intended narrative is that all the undead are gone and they just, it's a bug that the stall children are still there and you can still dig up the graveyard. You want to believe it's a bug? Uh, not, not a bug exactly, but an oversight. Hmm. I think in in my perfect version of Majora's Mask, when I issue my patch, yeah, Yeah. um, when you beat Stone Tower Temple, the stall children are no longer patrolling the graveyard, and so Dompe can just walk around, um, and Captain Kida's giant skeleton is still there, but you can't wake it up because his spirit has gone on to the next realm. When you put it like that, that's very cool. Thank yeah. you. Finally, finally, Tompei has some some time to enjoy the graveyard without being scared of everything. And so now you agree that there should be lifeless Gibdo corpses littering the beneath the well area. Uh. <laughs> there aren't sarcophagi down there, right? I don't think there are. Uh, no. They have them in I... a better dungeon, uh, but not in this game. Yes. Okay. So, I guess I would tolerate uh, that if there were lifeless Gibdo corpses. <laughs> by your logic, it, um, <laughs> at least you know it's what? internally consistent. Instead of because I was presenting it as a joke in, in, initially, but if if I think about it as a real thing, I beat the dungeon. I go down there, and the Gibdos are no longer standing up. They're just curled up in little balls because they've lost their souls. Their souls are in a better place. That's cool. That's a neat touch, as creepy as it is. I want to see him go back to, like, there should be a room down there that's just a bunch of blind sarcophagi. Mm. And, like, you beat the dungeon, and then you can go back and watch them, like, slowly walk and then get back into their beds. Yeah. And you can tuck them in. And you tuck them in. And then you get, like, a heart container, a heart piece or something. That's very sweet. Okay. This is a really involved rom hack. (laughs) <laughs> what else is going well speaking of dompe we didn't talk about dompe we did not talk about dompe uh he's cool he's so cool <laughs> <laughs> big dompe fan fans favorite. here yeah uh i want to say that uh there was a there was a thing i noticed when i was reading through uh the wiki that i wouldn't have noticed playing the game otherwise and that it's the map of the graveyard is not given to you when you buy the map of the Icona region. It is instead bundled oh. together with the map of Clock Town. 
Oh. Which implies to me that the graveyard is actually under the jurisdiction of Clocktown. Mm-hmm. Which <sighs> further implies to me that Dompe must clearly be from Clocktown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He maybe that's where his wife is. Yeah. He's got a place in town somewhere in the sections of the town that we can't explore. So he doesn't live in a little shack that connects to the underground? Well, he lives there like when he's working, (laughs) but like on the weekends, he gets to go home and hang out with his wife and dog or whatever. Wow. He's got one of those identical terriers that everybody has. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that for him. I like the idea That's of wonderful. Clocktown having jurisdiction over another part of the map, though. That, that tickled me. Mm. Like the graveyard and the outskirts of town. Yeah. Makes sense. There's not I any other... Go ahead. Contradicted, possibly, by statements that this is the graveyard of the royal family of Ikana. Mm. Well, it was, but they're not around. Oh. So the graveyard is built on top of an ancient Ikana burial ground? Well, like, it's a graveyard, and they need a graveyard, so they're like, why would we make a new graveyard when we can just go take over that one that's not being used? And so whenever they have a burial, everyone has to get on their horses in order to jump over the fences on the way to the graveyard. That's right. <laughs> this is some good world building. Um, I like that idea. I'm still... I don't know if it's really supported by the text. Um, this bears further investigation. Does it? Okay. <laughs> there may by not be me, any evidence. Because I don't okay. trust your conclusions. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you mentioned that Dante is married. Uh, in this case, this yes. only comes up in like one tiny, easy to miss piece of text. Where, like, if you say no at a place where you're supposed to say yes, he says, like, I'm going to keep bothering you till you say yes. That's how I got married to my current wife or something like that. Wow. Um, I do want to know who Dompe's wife is. Yeah, what I if feel is like, it a character we've seen? Uh, it could be. Um, uh... The dog racing lady could be his wife. Mm. Uh, we don't know for sure that um, Cremia isn't married. Wow. Uh, who else could be his wife? I can't think of any fun characters that it could be. Uh, Crazy Tracy. <laughs> that would that would work for me absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we have to talk about Dompe through the ages, right? We can. I don't. Let me see if I can think of every iteration of Dompe. We got Ocarina of Time Dompe. Yep. Who dies? He dies. Um, it's in Ocarina of Time, right? That he says, uh, "I know I'm scary looking, but I'm not a bad guy," right? I think so. Okay, I think that line is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. For a character to have that kind of self-awareness and, like, a nuanced understanding of himself and his place in the world, um, that uh, is pretty impressive to me. Um, And he's just so good because, yeah, he does die and he 
says, you know, please race my ghost underground. Uh, his whole thing is just so that's why everyone loves him so much, because A, he's weird looking. B, he's super nice and fun. Um, and C, he gives you the hook shot, which is a necessity. And actually, in Majora's Mask, the Dompei of Majora's Mask is not as well realized as Ocarina of Times. Like, he, most characters, you have, like, the Cuckoo Lady, oh, my my chickens are gone. And then you have Anju, who's a whole novel. Um, but Dompei gets downgraded a little in Majora's Mask. He What else is he in other than... Link's Awakening. I actually, I cheated and pulled up a list. Uh, You're supposed to. No, I was going to try and do it off the dome, but it's, no. We got Link's Awakening for Nintendo Switch, where he gets a mini game. Like a whole mini. We'll talk about that after we talk about anything else. Okay. Uh, He's in Four Swords Adventures, which, okay, sure. Yeah. No one gives a care. Uh. I was going to make an argument that I care, but I don't think I do, actually. <laughs> um, He's in the Minish Cap. I don't remember oh, him yeah. in the Minish Cap. Because um, you blocked out that memory. I guess. He probably uses one of those stones, and so you just didn't care about anything that he had to say. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, he's in the Link's Awakening for Switch. And I think on the complete guide to Koholint, we didn't get to talk about him. Probably not, because that podcast was weird where we were intending to get all of it out before the remake, and then the remake dropped like six months before we expected it to drop, so. And it, yeah, it came out in the middle of doing the podcast. Yeah. And I believe we covered that tile before it the remake came out so all we talked about was the fun mouse photographer well fun mouse photographer got replaced by dompe and the chamber dungeon um his design like visual design in link's awakening switch is really good um the translation of the oh gosh just occurred to me that the original Dombe design really leverages the janky polygonness of the Nintendo 64 um, to create a character like a, a character who visually belongs to that style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then in uh, Link's Awakening Switch, he's more symmetrical. He looks like a cool wooden toy, like everyone in that game does. Um, and he has this, uh, in my opinion, very cool mini game or like sub game of building dungeons. Sarah, did you get to play the Switch version? No. Uh, it's rad. Yeah, I want to. After you finish a dungeon, you go back to Dompe's hut and explain, like, you you have a little animation of Link telling him about the dungeon. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, you can use some of those rooms in that dungeon you told me about and build your own dungeon. And then you have this cool, like, Zelda Maker interface where you 
move rooms around and make your own dungeon and there are little challenges like make a dungeon that's in the shape of a heart yeah make a dungeon where it's like you have to have a stair here and you have a treasure chest here and then you have to finish it all in five minutes Uh, the the puzzle (laughs) yeah it's it's almost a zelda maker but it's a lot more primitive than what you would expect from like a full zelda maker yeah and it's all about you are given a bunch of different rooms that are almost almost all pulled straight from other dungeons and you have to arrange those rooms in a grid like an loz well like a link awakening style dungeon um and then make it all cohere and then play through and beat that dungeon to like get credit for doing it and there's like certain constraints and certain like stuff you have to do you don't quite get enough tiles to get too creative with it though um oh, yeah it's I, I when I got through all of the challenges when I played it, I was like, okay, I want to see if I can recreate some like I wanted to recreate uh what do you call level nine LOZ and you do not have the tiles to mm. do that. Yeah. Or like um stuff like that. The like, reason the puzzle stuff is fun is because you don't have all the tiles you want. And so you're like, okay, I've got this weird handful of tiles from dungeons i did Mm -hmm. how can i make this dungeon where it like they need to be stairs on 12 of the tiles that's what makes it fun actually building like free build is not very fun but that does sound like fun it it definitely whet the appetite for people thinking about a zelda maker in a way that uh is like you hear about it secondhand and then you play it and people might have like thought it up too much and thought it was going to be pretty robust like mm-hmm. a mario maker but it's not quite that it's it's, it's playing yeah. in that space but not doing the same thing mm-hmm. i think that people were disappointed quite a bit and consider it to be like this stupid little add-on to like that they don't care about but like when i was playing through it recently i had a lot of fun like play the whole game and then go to dampe and then do all those challenges and then try to make my own dungeon, and it's dumb, and I don't care about mm-hmm. that. But doing the challenges is cool. And because he has to describe all the challenges to you and say, hey, good job, over and over again, he gets a ton of text. He becomes one of the uh, most vocal characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Um if you count if you treat every you know description of a challenge as dialogue from him which you can because it's in his voice and he gets a voice and he gets a character yeah and he that you know if you like dampe then this is the place to be is the mm. chamber dungeon zone and we love dampe i should point out we skipped over that he's also in link between worlds and he has a oh yeah a like palette swapped low rule version and hmm. what is the other version named is it just it's dompe with a question mark oh yeah <laughs> yes that's it that's it his model in link between worlds is not as good no none of the models in link between worlds are particularly like amazing <laughs> no uh but then yeah <laughs> they polish him up a little bit for uh link's awakening and he's cool like i want to make a little toy dompe i guess that means mm-hmm. that grezzo must be big dompe fans yeah well who isn't <laughs> well 
Well, you know, Dante's not in Breath of the Wild. We'll see if he's in Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. But probably not. I don't know. He could be. That game's come. Anyways, we can't get sidetracked. <laughs> okay, Zach. If Hi. we're done talking about Z- Dompe, I've got a question for you. What's your question, It's Ryan? kind of Dompe adjacent. Okay. You've said on a couple of episodes stuff in kind of a disparaging tone about the Shadow Temple of Ocarina of Time. That's true. And I want to know, what's your beef with the Shadow Temple? I just don't think it's as good as the other dungeons in that game. How so? I think it, not only is it not as good as the other dungeons in that game, I think it's it's completely overshadowed by the dungeon immediately preceding it because I think the bottom of the well is just a better take on that kind of environ. Um, I was looking. So you 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 told me you're gonna uh, uh, complaining about questions that we know about the answers to ahead of time. You told me you were gonna ask me about this, so I was looking at <laughs> pictures and maps of the. Uh, the shadow temple and i think my general problem with it is that it just doesn't really it's how do i describe it all of the other dungeons in ocarina of time are very like realistic non-imaginary places in a lot of ways like they're they feel very physical very real and you have like this section at the beginning that is just like a bunch of catacombs that's like pretty okay but then it just opens up into like some really nonsensical areas like, you have, you know, hmm. rooms with giant spinning blades, and, like, you know, the the whole, like, take on it is it's supposed to be, like, a torture grounds and stuff, but, like, it wouldn't actually... The, the giant room with the platforms in the big pit, and there's just, like, random guillotines going and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it just feels very nonsensical in a way that I've always been put off by. Hmm. And you have things like the ship at the end, which is this, like, you know... um, how you want to describe it like a like a very like storybook kind of uh yeah like set piece for the dungeon which is neat and evocative but doesn't make any sense as like a real world thing this dungeon feels like you're more getting into something way more abstract it's like a dreamlike state but it's not that because nothing else in ocarina of time does that as far as its fantasy it takes its fantasy a lot more realistic and so the I, I end up just finding it off-putting and not as good as other stuff in the game. That's all. Hmm. That's interesting. I feel like the the boat ride for me is like, because I'm, I'm not super fond of the Shadow Temple overall, but I feel like the boat ride is the best part in a sense. Yeah. That, because um, yeah, it seems like, it's not really going all the way with this, but it seems like it's trying to be Link is descending into the underworld. He's, yeah. The reason it's not literal is because you actually are going into the mythological space of the world of the dead. And some details bear that out better than others. If it leaned uh, heavy, more heavily into that, yeah. I would be more into it. If it was very much this like abstract style like experience that link is having where it's very like symbolic and like maybe not if it leaned heavy more heavily into that i would be more into it but it just ends up being off-putting compared to all the other dungeons in the game which represent like physical spaces and so that's you know that's all it is and just sarah what do you think oh good um i i agree it's not one of the stronger dungeons um 
And I, I don't know. I guess it might be cool if they leaned harder into the, like, symbolism, but that would also make it even more different. I don't know. The other ones are, like, feel like part of the world more. At least some of them do. Mm. I'm trying yeah, to think it of... Yeah, is, it is strange oh. that they use, like, all of those, like, uh, guillotines and whatnot. And, like, yeah, it doesn't feel, like, that realistic. It In the same way that... We like Bottom of the Well because it feels like a really good like D and D dungeon. Yeah, uh, Shadow Temple kind of feels like a bad D and D dungeon where it's just like, uh, I've got a big <laughs> open room and there's some guillotines and there's yeah. a big spinning blade. Don't ask questions. Yeah, it's a lot of different things. I'm trying to think of it's other games, and I can't think of a single video game now that have like abstract set pieces like that. All that's coming to mind is like Psychonauts right now, which is not really the same <laughs> thing, but like. What if you had a Zelda dungeon that was like an abstract dreamscape? That'd be cool. They don't really play with that, I don't think. Not that I yeah. not that I can really remember, other than like the entirety of Link's Awakening to an extent, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um Jesus is food for thought. They're not mm-hmm. int- the, the 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 fiction in Zelda is not interested in that kind of like mode at all. Mm-hmm. Or not not in that way. The Dream Shrine. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's a good one. If they just made it a real dungeon. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyways, that's it. Okay. That's my that's my piece. Thank you. What else is there to do in Ikana? We got a bunch of graves to talk about. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it. I was taking a sip of water. <laughs> Uh, on the second or third night, second and third night, you can go talk to the Stalchild soldiers and they'll open up another way into the underground for you. The second grave is that room with a bunch of invisible enemies and traps that you have to, like, navigate without falling into a pit. And then you fight another Iron Knuckle like we did on the episode. Cool. Four, I like four, to fight four. an Iron Knuckle four episodes of whatever um and then the third grave is like an entirely different thing where we get to hang out yeah, with Dolphin even the architecture is different mm-hmm. yeah it's a completely different tomb where there's a weird digging mini game it is very weird and i don't know how to like describe it it's awkward yeah it's very slow <laughs> You're like guiding Dompe's down there because he's looking for treasure because of course he is. Um, And you have to like drag him around by like just walking around and he just kind of follows you in a really like. He follows the light of Tassel, the fairy. Yeah. He says, oh, you've got a fairy that'll help me see as I hunt for treasure. And it's the Majora's Mask version of. Young Link following Dante around the graveyard, asking him to dig up different graves. Ah. But here it's patches of earth in a big tomb, for all the sense that makes. And he uh, he says there's a treasure down there, and he needs you to lead him to all the patches of earth. And he walks very, very slow. So, And it's the night of the third day, so you don't <laughs> have a lot of time. And... Um, it's like a weird puzzle room where there's like 
platforms that go up and down that you need to activate while he's standing on them and then come around the other way and jump onto the platform so you can lead him onto a different platform and it's real yeah it's really awkward and like ridiculous i don't hate it to be fair it's just weird i don't especially like it uh but you know it is kind of fun and he do you have to dig up like different pieces of a big Poe that turn into a big Poe? Yeah. I think. And then there's a big Poe that you fight and it scares him away. He goes and runs up and hides under his bed, right? <laughs> yeah. Because when you exit this whole segment, the the real you get a reward. You get a bottle or a heart piece, but the real reward is you get to go inside of Dompe's house. Which is yeah. great. Love that. I love to see people's living spaces. It's good. Especially in this game. It's part of the reason we love Dompe and Ocarina because we get to see the inside of his house and he lives in just Mm. a crummy little shack. I never think to go in there, so not for me. Oh. Well, that's where his journal is. You read his journal. Gosh. Yeah, the Mm. more you get to know someone, they become more endearing. Do Do a, like, really deep study of all the details about Dompe and how they all contribute to us loving this <laughs> hunchbacked monster. So when he's looking for treasure down there, is is the treasure a bottle? Is that like, what is it that he's looking for exactly? Do you, does he never find it? Or is it a bottle? Because that's... Well, he does dig up like just rupees sometimes oh. from these patches of earth. That can't be what he's looking for though because he doesn't stop after he finds them. I think that... Yeah it's it must be a thing where he's like heard that there's treasure in mm-hmm. here and the legend or whatever must be referring to the bottle that you get from beating the big poe but he doesn't have the courage to face the big poe and win the treasure mm-hmm. his tragic flaw mm. but what would he do with a bottle keep bugs in it yeah sure so then drink milk out of it (laughs) the usual they're magic because you don't have to clean them between uses oh nice Mm. Uh, we can talk about some stuff back over in the other area there's the spirit house oh yeah the spirit house where the poe collector is yeah it turns out the Poe Collector has been doing all this stuff to get you over here to sell you on a mini game. And there are ads for this mini game in Clocktown, remember? Oh, that's right. Mm. Uh, aggressive marketing campaign. <laughs> this is, I contend, the equivalent for Link of the Deku Shrine and the Goron Racing and the Beaver Race for Zora Link. This is human links special little mini game hmm. uh where he fights the poe sisters and it's not as fun as the other ones it's basically just a one for one of what you do in the forest temple but not yeah good i mean it's like fine but it's just like hmm. the laziest impl- re-implementation of stuff they yeah. already had and yet the poe collector himself gets so many little pieces of dialogue like i think he has 
different text for if you come here after you beat the dungeon. He's like, even though you freed all the spirits, some spirits are still left behind. And that explains why there's a Garrow in the Ikana castle. Um, and you can fight them if you give me X amount of rupees. Also, did you know this? If you play the Song of Healing for the Po Collector, he says, oh, that doesn't work on me. Hmm. And then he gives you a discount for the minigame. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's a... Uh... Hmm. So he's, just, he's giving you a discount just like, hey, just for trying. The text is not very clear about why he's giving you a discount. And it almost feels like it's not connected. Because he just says, look, that song doesn't work on everybody. Mm -hmm. There are some ghosts that you can't just heal with a song. Um, how about we do a mini game? You know what? I'll give you a discount. Yeah, you're trying to make a sale. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get this customer out of your face. I get it. <laughs> get it. Zach used to sell printers, so he is basically a real-life Poe collector. That I, that association is breaking my head a little bit, but yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and you get a piece of heart, right? If you Yes. If you free all the Poe sisters from their their What do you free ghosts from? Uh, I don't know. A curse? I've never met a ghost. There's like a phrase I'm trying to say. Anyway, you the know what else coil? the Poe Collector does, but they're not attached to their modal, mortal oh, coils. That's the opposite. That they're already, they already lost that. Their earthly torment. There you go. You mm -hmm. free them from their earthly torment and allow them to go on to Zelda Heaven, where there are giants. It's kind of a strange thing to gamify. Gotta monetize. You know what else the Poe Collector <laughs> yeah. does? Uh, yeah, Dies. I do. I do. What does he do? Okay, tell me all about. There, there's another mini game in the Icona region. Uh, there's a place called the Secret Shrine. Uh, that the Poe Trader like operates. I guess it's not really something that it's not. It's not a business venture of sorts. It's just a place where you can refight some mini bosses. I know that it's called the Secret Shrine. Can we think of where they call it that in the game? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I just know it's well, the, it's listed name in sources. Uh, but Zeldapedia is so obsessed with like having a citation for the name, they must know. Well, to get in, there's like an antechamber, and you have to have light arrows to get in here because there's like a light arrow, the the little sun receptacle. Um, and then oh, you get those. It's there. There's a sign that you read that says "Secret Shrine Behind Waterfall." Mm. <laughs> I love when there's a secret <laughs> shrine behind a waterfall. Oh yeah, it's boss. Uh, there's but a you sign. Were saying, it's not that secret. Well, <laughs> it's a little bit secret. <laughs> there's a yeah. There's there's four rooms that branch off of the like main room. Uh, it's like flooded with water, so you have to like platform a little bit for arbitrary reasons, and you yeah. have to go take out the four mini bosses that you've already fought. Uh, but you can't do it until you have sixteen hearts. Well, you can do some um, of it, but not all. Of yeah, it. yeah. 
it's like if you have oh it says right here if you have four heart containers you can do the dino force if you have eight then you can do the wizard of two if you have 12 heart containers you can do the wart but you need 16 to do the garrow master but you know you have to still have to have the light arrows to get in here so by this point you probably have close to enough hearts um i never have not when i immediately get here i don't have all 16 that i need at least that's how I remember it from the last time I played. It's funny, though, that it's, like, the technically designated mini-boss from each one. But, like, that just means one of the mini-bosses is just a dino foe, and that's, like, nothing. Um, it's specifically the mini-bosses who award the dungeon items, right? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. the highest-ranking mini-boss in the dungeon. No, because that would... I mean, usually the mini boss that's guarding the boss key oh sorry yeah is like a higher rank if there's a ranking oh now i have to think about this um but like the reason they don't have it be the boss key bosses is because then you would have extra frogs what if they like replace the frogs with like a stand-in that would be very good if it was a if you beat the gecko and it turned into like a wooden frog who just lies on the floor or something, it's just Wizrobe. Just fills ah! in. <laughs> He's already in here, Zach. He's already pulling like quadruple duty. He's just picking up as many extra ships as possible. <laughs> Did we like come to a conclusion about whether there are too many Wizrobes? I I don't know if I have a conclusion. I just think it's funny if we pretend like there's too many okay i know that like at least i think the zelda dungeon official guide is like this is an overexposed mini boss <laughs> um i think i i do think that having him in ikana castle and stone tower temple and the secret shrine is three wizrobes in one region kind of suspicious when you had to fight him twice in uh, Snowhead, I think that this is... I think there could be a better use of our time than fighting Wizrobe. Is that a total of five times? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in the 3D version, the uh, Secret Shine is decorated a lot more intensely. And there are, like, paintings above each of the chamber entrances with, like, a glyph in crude cave painting representing the boss Whoa. Uh, it looks really cool and so like the symbol for wart is a big eye and the symbol for dinophos is flames mm -hmm. and the symbol for wizrobe is i don't remember um i can find it in no clip though i love symbols for things and i insist on seeing all the symbols before we move on with this supposed yeah. podcast that you guys think you have any control over no it. no please do okay so if in the in the original version there's you just like there's a door and you don't know what's in there uh yeah it looks like there's um in the i'm seeing a screenshot of the same place like the central zone of the secret shine and there aren't any um signs over the tunnels but here yeah there's some fire for the dinophos the symbol for a wizrobe is like i guess it's a symbol of a guy but it has it seems to have three eyes 
So this is interesting. Hmm. And then the symbol for wart is an eye with some dots around it, representing the things that are around wart. And the symbol for Geralt Master is a very good, like, uh, simplification of a guy with two swords. I strongly recommend looking hmm. at this in no clip. And I wonder if that's supposed to be Wizrobe's face or his staff or something. That's interesting. Um, I love symbols for things. Mm-hmm. We can talk about something else now. Is there anything left to talk about in Iconic Canyon? The By my list, we've still got the business scrub. I don't remember if we talked about. Did we talk about the business scrub on the last episode? No. The last one's here. You can complete the quest chain now. The, the, the trading sequence. And when you give this scrub the uh the land title deed for the um location in the zora hall does he pay you for it or does he give you a piece of heart because there's a piece of heart right there to be grabbed but i don't remember if he what what the reward for the actual trading sequence is it's it's another piece of heart so there's two pieces of heart here there's the one he hands you and the one that you go across the river. Oh, here. no, I, he doesn't I don't think he hands you anything. He says, ooh, give me that land title deed. I'll give you in, ex- in exchange nothing. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I well, he gives right. you he gives you the deed for that spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you okay. still you still have the deed for that spot. Yeah. And you can give that to question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Okay. Efficiency. Yeah. Okay. I, I only solved. have I only have one more note. Uh, anybody else got any more notes? Nope. Mm, no. Uh, did we mention about the river flowing properly? Yeah. Okay. The river flows At least properly. Once. It's very good. Hydrodynamics yeah. A plus. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's pretty much it. I think we've gotten basically all this game done. There's not much left, right? Uh, let me check my list of things that are in this game. It says here that we have to go to the moon. 